Okay, I've got my ratcheting screwdriver. I'm ready for general assembly. Jeff, my friend, this is not Ikea. It's not that kind of assembly. Oh. Well, I guess I'll put this away then. This podcast and the General Assembly are made possible in part thanks to the sponsorship of the Christian Church Foundation. The Christian Church Foundation helps disciples make a difference in the world by moving money to mission and ministry through planned giving. You can find the Christian Church Foundation in the exhibit hall to learn more about how your generosity can make a difference for a lasting good in this world. recently sat down with Reverend Belva Brown-Jordan, moderator of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, and Bill Bailey, who serves as parliamentarian. We asked them a few questions about General Assembly, what it is, what it does, and what it means for the church. Here's our conversation with them. We're joined today by Reverend Belva Brown-Jordan, moderator of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, and Bill Bailey, who serves as our parliamentarian. What is General Assembly? Uh, recently, I heard General Assembly described as the whole body, so our, that our official name is the General Assembly of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. And uh, But I think most of us think about General Assembly as that gathering, that time when we all come together for worship and workshops and exhibits and books, you know, to buy books and that kind of thing. Uh, but actually... We are the General Assembly of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. So it's both the name of the organization and the event that we're all planning on coming to. Yes, yes. The, the, what we're planning to come to in Louisville in 2023. Uh, but we've been talking a lot about the General Assembly and really what that means and how we want to uh, work to shape a, a, a broader understanding of General Assembly. Um, Bill, you want to say a little bit about about that? The only thing I would add to, to what Belva has said is, is not just the gathering, not just the legal name, but it's the governing body of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. And it's a representative body uh, with people who come representing their congregation, representing their region, representing their organization, and we we hold a meeting, a governance meeting, that makes decisions on behalf of the church, the whole church. Yeah, the General Assembly is where, as Bill has said, where decisions for the whole church are made, and then that's what governs our life together. Um, in between those times when we come together face-to-face for that General Assembly, uh, the decisions that are made there. So we have this document that we know as the design, and that's where we've sort of lined out what our life looks like together. But that sounds very woo-woo and not really helpful. So maybe you all can give us a more helpful description of what the design actually is and how it works. So the design, another way to think of the design, it's the bylaws. 
of the organization. And I think we are more used to hearing an organization have a set of bylaws, but we call it the design intentionally. And I'll let Belva talk about where that comes from. But the design talks about how we're, or describes how we're in covenant with one another as congregations, regions, in the general church. And it gives us um, broad descriptions of how we're in covenant, but also then the details of how we meet, when we're to meet, how often we're to meet, who needs to come, who can come, who has voting rights, who doesn't have voting rights, gives us all those details, as well as the broad description of, of how we relate to one another. Um, in those three expressions of the church. Yeah, and the the design, as, as I understand it, was um, um, when the originators of the design started out with the preamble that kind of that says what we believe, and then um, moved into uh, you know designing how we would live our life together. And, uh, and they initially called it a provisional design. So that it, they never thought it would be something uh, from what they did in 1968 or 69, that that would be set in stone, but that there would always be an opportunity to um, go back to the design, to look at it, to see if it still says that it, and if it still reflects the way we have designed our life together. Um so I know, uh, Bill, you, you asked me to say a little bit more about where the design part came from. I don't know if that really addresses what you had in mind uh, when you said that. It, it does. And I would also say, along with what you're saying, is it, the design says that we need to continually look at ourselves and redesign ourselves for the world in which we're living. Um, and and we always haven't done that, but we the design was very clear. We need to continually look at ourselves and and continually redesign ourselves for the for the time we're living. I know that we've been having conversations about the design, and and one of the um, metaphors for me is I I remember telling the story about how I drove a 1969 Valiant station wagon, push button gears, and that and and it was it, you know I. I drove it when I was in high school, when I first got my driver's license. But again, it was built in 1969. Well, it's not the car I would put on the road today. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, I, along the way, I've changed cars, not just once, but, you know, three or four times. So why should we think of living in uh, within a design that was created in 1969 when we're now living in 2013? It just doesn't, you know, it, you begin to think about, oh, okay, things do change in Engines get built differently. Um, you know how it consumes gas gets built differently. Some cars are electric. You know they're just changes that are naturally made for the times in which you live, and that's one of the conversations that um, some of us have been having about uh, the in, the design. And and I want to mention the in the preamble to the design, there is this this phrase about us uh, living um, in the covenant that God has with 
with us and with one another and how important that is. And so um, when, we're, when we're thinking about the design and, and um, going forward, it's not something that just one person or one group of people is going to think about. It's how we're in covenant with one another that we also give thought together about how we, um, how we look at the design, how we may change it, how we may live into that um, in a more efficient way. And not to get my, my preacher stole on too tight here, <laughs> but if we're talking about um, covenant language and yeah. how the covenant throughout Scripture evolves and expands and moves among the life of God's people, if our design shows us how to be in covenant, then our design is going to move and grow and show us how to be God's people too. Um, that just seems like a good, very disciple-ish theological thing for us to have have that covenant and design sort of holding together. And I would connect the the question about or our discussion about what the General Assembly is and being the governing body when we want to change the design, the group that does that is the General Assembly. Right, right. They're the only ones who have the authority to change the design. So, What do you think is important for regular church folks to know about the assembly and the design? I think one thing that's really fascinating to me, and I would think everyone would be fascinated by this, <laughs> is that the design is designed intentionally to talk about the congregation first. And then it talks about region, and then it talks about the general church. And to me, that's symbolic and intentional that the con congregation in our denomination is really the, the heart and soul of, of our church. And the region and the general church are about supporting the congregation. And just to remind people that the design exists because um, it's not a document that a lot of people read and um, and that maybe a lot of people in congregations are not aware of. I think we have some con congregations uh, across the denomination that's more familiar with the preamble, uh, but then you know the next paragraph. After the end of the preamble, moves into the design, and so so just to to know that it exists is, uh, I think, um, a piece that would be um, um, be instructive in some ways for people in the congregation. Um, yeah. As far as the general assembly, the general assembly is open to everyone, and that it works because people gather together um, and representatives from congregations, as I said, come together and that it's important for uh, to know how we're connected to each other and general assembly is is a way to to live that out in our work together. Belva and Bill, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today and uh, giving us your insights and just some general info about general assembly and about the design. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. See you soon. Uh -huh. We'll see you in Louisville. In the next episode, we'll talk with Belva and Bill once more about resolutions and how business sessions at General Assembly work. Also, no hand tools were harmed in the making of this episode.